101 episodes. Here we are. We made it. We made it past mom's episode, which was quite the feat. Yes. Pop Apologist 101. I'm honestly surprised that we are here because I was convinced we were going to quit this podcast in the process of getting mom's episode finished. Yeah. Honestly, we came to blows. I was ready to throw in the (laughs) towel. Mom literally... I don't know if that was like a maniacal plan of hers to make it so impossible to record that she would actually drive us to quit the podcast. Maybe that was her like end game. Well, it almost worked because you guys getting that dev episode to happen was just a complete scheduling nightmare. And then also like a technological nightmare. Like, do I need my computer to be charged to do this recording? It was comedic and almost cinematic in the way that she texted us after she'd already left the house saying, do I need my computer charger? (laughs) Like, well, whoever, who brings their computer anywhere without their charger? Like, I don't, I don't live life by those set of rules. Like, I don't live life by that set of rules. Do I need electricity to uh, take part in this completely digital over the internet activity? And then it was like, wait, my LED mask, which I brought the charger for, might work with my laptop. And I'm like, fine, fry your laptop in the process of like trying to get it to to hold a charge. I don't care. We just need 60 minutes of your time. There were a lot of demands, a lot of requests, a lot of edits. I had a list of 17 edits requested. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So also just times where she was like, that wasn't very funny. Like that. Let's take that out. (laughs) She had some like true content edits. People don't care about that. Take out this section. Multiple edits were like, no one cares about this. I'm falling asleep. This is boring. Yeah. 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 Um, And you know what? Actually, she did make it a stronger episode. All her edits were very good. Some a little intensive, but whatever. We did it. It's up. And the reception was amazing. I know. I know. I was very thrilled that people loved it and that they like, I don't know, just saw her in all of her glory. Like she was, she over-delivered. I don't know if she'll ever be back because I don't know if the podcast can survive just the sheer logistics of trying to get her on. So we're going to end on a high. Well, I actually do have a good strategy for how to get her back on the pod. Okay. Because I do think that getting her on once a quarter should be the goal, maybe once every six months, Mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. could be realistic. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to threaten to start swearing again. Oh, Which perfect. I feel like it's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. Case, case in the hole. Yeah. This this business mind, it's amazing your strategy. <laughs> you should write a book. Speaking of businesses, I want to talk to you about an idea I have. Chandler. This is, a, this is an inspiring step forward. Do you remember when our uncle died and we had to say goodbye too soon? Do you remember that? That's <laughs> another Sorry, working was... Instagram caption is like, you never have to say goodbye too soon. Just like me being like hot somewhere (laughs) anyways (laughs) wow okay let's bring it back to Chandler's thirst traps let's talk about let's talk about the video because I feel like I just need to before I want to talk about the dropout but I also want to talk about my Times Square video because Mm. I feel like it was a new bar of shameless things that I posted (laughs) on Pop Apologists uh regarding me um I just want to clear my name a little bit. I want to set the record straight about how it came to be. Um, not that I didn't tell the truth when it was posted, but actually Lauren posted it um, for the record. Yes, I created a piece just so everyone knows. Yeah, it's true. I sent it to Lauren when in the moment and then she then turned it into content because, you know, she's the brains behind this operation. You know, I think I'm just having a conversation with my sister and she's really just seeing dollar <laughs> signs. It's so true. Um, but continue. So anyways, I'll make this short and sweet. It honestly was a very funny moment. Now looking back, but I, I've been dealing with some thumb strain, okay? This mm-hmm. is very boring. I will spare everyone the details. It's probably from chronic typing all the time, texting, whatever, being a millennial girly. So my chiropractor just so happens to be in the belly of Times Square for a, uh, when I was when I was subletting over the summer. I lived in Times Square on accident. And I found a chiropractor close by and I really like them. So I continue to go to them, even though I do not live in, you know, this hellish part of New York City. So I'm walking to the chiropractor, you know, on my merry way. And a woman approaches me and she says, can you take a video of me walking? Okay. And (laughs) she's dressed in 
a look for sure of like a hot pink blazer, like a full look. Okay. She says, can you take a video of me walking? And I'm like, hell yeah. Like I had this moment where I'm like, is she going to steal my phone? Is something weird going to happen? Like I was a little bit cautious at first, but then I'm like, Yes. Say yes to life. I literally had, um, who's the, who's Shonda Rhimes in my head. I had Shonda Rhimes, my year of yes. Shonda Rhimes wrote a book that I think I read 20 pages of called the year of yes. And (laughs) I had those words ringing in my brain and I'm like, yes, say yes to life. Okay. You know, help this woman out, help her take like a fashion video. So I take a video of her. She gives me some notes. I take a second one. She gives me a few more notes. I take a third. Okay. Wait, wait, and wait. she gave you editing notes. Like, oh, I don't mind. She, she was like, yeah. She was like, can you get more of this or like, can you start it here? Yeah. She gave me notes. Oh my um, clearly, I look like I have time for this kind of thing. Um, yeah. She probably thought I was like a student or something. Um, anyways, maybe she thought you were retired. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> So the third video is the ch- third video is the charm, you know, and then she says to me, do you want one? <laughs> and I look down at my outfit. I look around this gorgeous city that I'm standing, you know, in the in the belly of, in the heart of. And I'm like, yes, I do. You can bleep that out. Yes, I want a video of myself walking in Times Square. Why not? This is my year of yes. Say yes to life. Say yes to New York City. New York's back, baby. Let's go. So then I, I just it. assume the position and I just, yeah. you know, I actually, that was my second take. I'll have, you know, um, well, that was your second. Oh, what was the first take? Like, cause I didn't think it could get worse. The first one I looked at the camera the whole time, <laughs> Wait, okay. which okay. was very jarring no, for the actually viewer. Jarring to me is that you uh, watched a video and then this was the, what you did better. Like this was the better take because to be honest with you, the best part about this video is how completely awkward you are. Like you are not even, you could never be an actress. You're not even fit to be an no, extra on a set because you like, you're not just not looking at the camera. Your eyeballs are fixed at like the other side of the street in the most like awkward, strange I over, way. I overcorrected. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. I've never so, seen someone more walk more unnaturally. You're like Ramona on the co- catwalk. It was crazy. Yeah, 2.0. And I have no regrets because then I, I have this m- memory, you know, of my young life. Um, oh gosh. Oh just, gosh. you know, Sounds strutting like, through the God. city. Home. <laughs> over it i don't if i have to hear one more second of new york of chandler lives in new york she's my urban young night life her I'm, I'm just saying life. i'm sorry this i'm sorry this video triggered you because it's everything you've ever wanted I'm to be try to summon the will to live in spite of your my hotness your new, york, your new york identity your cosmopolitan coolness do you have do you have more to roast me about do you have more more roastings of my acting ability i think we're good i think we're good so far i got in the retirement thing um i got in the yeah the acting thing oh. and then the new york cosmopolitan thing i think it was a triple triple kick yeah, it triple triple it threat. really was triple threat triple kick to my ego but i'm unstoppable because i'm gonna go take another walking video today okay um just want to say just want to say walking related I've been home for two weeks from South Africa. Today was the first day I got back on the walking pad. Okay. It's taken me two weeks to really get back into my groove. It's very yeah. hard to go from um, just eating everything in sight and not lifting a, you know, a three pound dumbbell to right. working out and walking for two yeah. hours a day and you know, whatever, being very disciplined. Anyway, so I'm back on my BS though. And oh, it just feels so good. It's just incredible. It's incredible. I, I love it. it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love listening to music. I love doing my power walk as I'm online shopping or working and sending emails. It is a miracle that changes your life. Mm-hmm. And that's all mm-hmm. I have to say. It is. Like, I. It's, it's honestly just supreme to have a way of getting all your steps in like every single day. Like there's really no excuse not to get your steps in when you can literally do it while doing everything else you need to do um and it's not like being on your phone like being on your computer while you're doing while you're okay well they will keep this under under 60 seconds more so don't freak out everyone but being on your computer while you're on your walking pad it's like it's totally different right I feel amazing because I think I'm getting a steady drip of endorphins while also shopping online which is like crack cocaine yes exactly and you're listening Um, to music like you literally you're done with the walking pad and you feel happier I've never taken Adderall, 
but I feel like it it must feel similar to that where you're just like on in a groove where you're just cruising you're just like doing everything you need to do and also feeling amazing while doing it and I feel like the walking pad gives me that like high every time. That is so true because not only are you being productive, mm-hmm. but you also, and you're like listening to music, but your body is also moving and it's yes, just, yes, it's incredible. So with right. that said, um, I think that we should just do another walking pad giveaway next oh, month. Oh yeah. What do you do think? It. Yeah. We totally. have not discussed this everyone. This mm-hmm. is not a staged um, conversation. Not yeah. like uh, a real housewife's like, oh, I'm inviting you on this trip. I mean, uh, you know, I need to go shoot my skincare <laughs> line in Turks in and Zion. Caicos. Yeah. Um, I was wondering if you'd come, Jill. No, no. Um, What do you think? Should we do that again? Oh, we have so much to talk about with housewives. Yeah, I, I'm down for walking pad. I think it's, it is a part of our brand and people loved it. I don't know. It's kind of like anything after the walking pad would feel a little bit like a left up, let down unless it was like a diamond necklace or something. Totally. Anyway. Okay. Let's move on. Okay. Let's move um, on. Look, can we talk about the dropout? I know we were teasing it earlier. Can we just talk about it? Yes. I'm dying to talk about it because is this show not the best thing that's on television right now? No, it is the best thing that's on television. And what I want to say is that I was not looking forward to watching this show because- Same. I had my heyday with Theranos content two years ago. 100%. I read every book. I was yep. I re- actually it was like three years ago. It was like when I was I was living in LA, and I remember just making a joke about I'm going to be Elizabeth Holmes for like Halloween because I kind of like have big eyes and I'm blonde and I can wear a black turtleneck. Um, so right. I I had my heyday where I thought I consumed every piece of literature, every scathing article, every tell all. Like I thought I had learned it all. So I was yeah. not like waiting, uh, you know, at the gates for the show, at the Hulu gates. A hundred percent. I I had the same experience. I read Bad Blood. I yeah. read like everything John Carreyrou put out. I, I, I listened to the podcast. I followed it religiously. Mm-hmm. And so I had the same journey and I just was not like I, I was already kind of Theranos fatigued. Right. Like one of the greatest scams of our century was already st- starting to bore me. Yep. And so I agree with you. Why is it that the dropout is so good? I think she is just such an extreme character that I've truly never seen anyone like her before. That seeing that on the big screen, like episode after episode, is fascinating. And I think, like, also like not to compare it to inventing Anna but here I go I feel like the only thing was with inventing Anna that I had really high hopes for was that you would feel for Anna or you would understand her more as a person as like a complex human being Mm -hmm. and I just like couldn't get there with inventing Anna but with the dropout like I I want it to work like I'm feeling for her and it's it's doing the thing where you know you you are rooting for like the villain even because you like understand them and I think also seeing her and Sunny's relationship personified or just like Mm -hmm. played out it was really interesting to me I don't think I realized the age difference until this show until you realize that he's like I didn't like internalize it yes when they when it first started in China when yes I had no idea how much did you hate yourself when you realized you were totally hot for Elizabeth and Sonny? I, I don't feel hot for them. I'm not going to lie. What? Are you serious? I'm 100% when I serious. felt that tension on the China trip and oh. I was like, go for it, kids. Like, he's wearing dad slacks in every scene. He like, I'm or sorry. like dad readers. Like, I just, it's and not in a cool, ironic, normcore way. Like, I know I was not hot for it. I think Naveen Andrews will be like totally screwable until the day he dies. Like I, I mean, he's Naveen he screwable and so hot. Oh my gosh, he was very so hot, so hot and lost. He's just like he has way too much like I don't know dorky dad energy in this for me to like. I don't know. I'm, I couldn't. I can get into it. And then, and then that I think voice also, that, he has that mesmerizing stare that just like I'm sorry. I, I have the chills. I got so hot for Sunny uh, and Elizabeth, and I'm such a Sunny and Elizabeth stand that I now why? Like, really hope they get back together. I mean, <laughs> how did the little Wayne scene, Lil Wayne, like the how to love scene? I mean, Ugh. she's awkward. I'm not an Elizabeth stan. I'm a Sunny stan, and I love that. He, and he loves her a lot. Like, if you read their text messages, he was so a, incredibly enraptured with her and obsessed with her. I really want them to get back together. There's a 20-year age gap. 
I just really believe in their love. Um, and I think there's something really special there. Yeah. I'm not on the, I'm not on the train with you. Um, sorry. You're writing solo. You're not feeling, you didn't feel it at all. It grossed me out. Literally like the, the, the sexy scenes grossed me out. I don't know why I just, it's truly Naveen Andrews. Okay. But I'll stop. Um, I'll stop there. Yeah. I think also when you realize how these other companies got in so deep with truly like such little to go on. Right. And I think I'd also forgotten that they literally broke apart the Siemens machine. Yeah. What I love just about the story so much is that these people who were institutions in themselves, like General mm-hmm. Mattis, Henry, Henry Kissinger. Kissinger. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't actually really sure who Henry Kissinger okay. is. I, just I was going to say, really this, important. Is, this is hilarious <laughs> because the other night I was with friends and we were chatting and we were talking about the show and I was like, you know, she just got these like really powerful men to be on her board who nobody would ever question that they didn't have great judgment. And I'm like, like Henry Kissinger. And then literally <laughs> my friend, my friend Seth goes, yeah. And then he's like, oh, wait, so I don't actually think I know like what Henry, who Henry Kissinger is. And I'm like, I'm like, I think he's in politics or something. Like, he's for sure a politician. And like, I had to like look it up because I also had no idea. But I, that name carries gravitas. You the, know? the name Henry Kissinger, it's like very Colin Powell adjacent to me. Yes. I don't know. It's very it, like maybe even could be British. Uh, I don't know why know, Henry so Kissinger important. was like a part of the Revolutionary War, but he was also yes. on the Theranos board. <laughs> totally. <laughs> like, I have no clue who he is and what he did, but. So for sure, Henry Kissinger is a an iconic figure in my mind. He's like a global politics diplomat, not diplomat. He was he was like Secretary of State or something. I also didn't call, I didn't retain wow. any of the information. She I still doesn't know who he is. <laughs> it confirmed that I was correct in saying that he was a politician, but that's about it. He's also really old too. Anyways, yeah. Well, I mean, and also George Schultz, who. I've already forgotten what he did, but like the shoemaker Schultz, (laughs) George Schultz was, I think what, no, George Schultz was the one who was, this is so embarrassing, but he was the one who was secretary of state on her board. Well, also Henry Kissinger, former United States secretary of state. Okay. Lots of former secretary of state. And Ford. Very old, very old, not of our generation. How can we even be expected to know who he is? I know. Um, but yes, here's the thing that I love. She was able to get these like monolithic institutions of men mm-hmm. to essentially give her hundreds of millions so of dollars to like full-time play out her fantasy that she yeah. was the new Steve Jobs. Like that's right, literally right, right. what it was. Like Green Halloween, <laughs> black turtlenecks, mm-hmm. deep fake voice. Like right. literally just got to cosplay and LARP full-time on other mm-hmm. people's dime. What right, a freaking right, right. dream. Like, if it yeah. wasn't for the actual problematic results and putting cancer patients in clinical trials and, like, the actual human lives that were impacted, this would all just be pretty hilarious to me. Well, I think also realizing and seeing that, like, there were ser- some serious lies told. And I don't think that really hit me either. Like, I, well, maybe it did when I was reading the books, but, like, there were just like true, like bold faced lies. It wasn't just like gobbledygook. Like, it was, I mean, this it was a lot of that. Technology is being used in the battlefields right. in Afghanistan. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. what? What? Yeah, yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It just reminds me, like, when, and I'm not going to tell this full story, but at one point in my life, this is very going to be very brief. At one point in my life, I wanted to start a business and I got very intense about it. And yes, I thought I was basically, I was basically going to like take over the world. Like mm-hmm. I had like a three month fugue state where I was going to start this yeah. company and like, I couldn't even talk to, I basically told Chandler I had no time for my life anymore no. because well, it was you also offered to. You offered to employ me if I get, you know, part time to help you get it off the ground and like I don't know, just do random content stuff. I, I was offered employment, spent, but I was ta- my sister was taken from me. The business was I wanted to start a beer company, and I thought because at the time there was no beer in like cute, attractive packaging, yeah, that this would completely just like revolutionize beverages. Um, uh-huh, and uh-huh, uh-huh. which I anyway, also at the time I I believed you. 
it was like a decent idea the problem yeah. is that since then literally there's like been a bunch of really cute beer that's come out right, and right. this is no, like there were already people doing this and on the fast track and I was just like this little nothing and there was just no way I was going to be able to compete also yeah. like yeah. large companies that have the have the funds can just see little guys coming out with stuff like this and do it 10 times better 10 times faster and just take you yeah. out of business so yeah. anyway all of that though I didn't really pay attention to didn't really care about I thought I was going to become like I think I asked Kagan at one point like how he would handle me being as successful <laughs> as I was going to become <laughs> like I was like we need to have this conversation now so you can mentally manage right, right, right. like and how you're gonna deal with your emotions totally when, I, when like, I'm making like you know mega millions yeah the female you know like led <laughs> empowered beer company the best it was like the wing do. of beers. Do you know what the wing <laughs> yeah, is? I yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, the Aubrey Gelman co-working space uh-huh. for women. Um, yeah. Yes, 100%. I, I remember like the language around it was like it was about it was about like it was about changing your life and, and like it was for trailblazers and people uh-huh. like paving paths here's it was the most to, yeah here's to the rule breakers or whatever the apple ad is yes it was the most like gobbledygook like bs mm-hmm. hilarious well, company idea so that's what i kind of want to talk about because she goes to an ad agency in the dropout right yeah and it's just so fascinating because like she was just so already swept up in like the marketing side of everything that can just feel so light and like flimsy and it's just it, it you can just get totally carried away with that before actually coming up with like the real product you know yeah for sure I mean I feel like I was very similar to her and that I really liked doing all the easy stuff I liked all the marketing side of it mm-hmm. but I had no actual understanding or experience and was just seriously completely incapable right. of managing right. like a hard goods beverage alcohol business well like yeah. i mean and <laughs> i this is a small aside but i was listening to a wall street journal podcast about oatly and basically okay. just like the way that like it's so difficult to get just to just like deal with the distribution when you're a new company and right. like they basically oatly had the market cornered and then because they couldn't really keep up with the distribution and they just had a ton of problems with like getting enough product into like you know stores across america um a ton of other brands emerged and like now they're they don't have the market cornered as much Um, anyways it's just kind of interesting yeah if you don't have like the money behind you if you don't have the yeah all that stuff um, yeah and but what's it what's funny for me is like i look back at that and like i truly went into a fugue state for like three months like i lost 10 pounds i couldn't eat i could barely sleep i was so excited about taking over the beverage industry and like right, finally right. you know finally someone would do beer correctly um finally <laughs> i literally like offered people jobs i was like yeah so if you join you'll probably need to quit your job in like six months Actually, i remember you telling me that i mean i hated my job at the time so i was like this is my way out this is my ticket out <laughs> I literally have I have like this girl I who I know for a fact is like she was already very high up at this one action sports company and now is even more so and extremely successful. I have an email to her that I wrote. I was like, so we need to think about your extra strategy. Jesus. <laughs> we need like you'll need to quit your job at this point. Like I I I or you it you was are Elizabeth crazy. Holmes light and that's something I was, that scares me. I honestly haven't. Maybe to this day, you're still, you are, that's your shadow side is like Elizabeth Holmes. (laughs) Well, no, I'm actually, yeah. Pop Apologies has lasted a a long, long time. Here's the part where I'm not like Elizabeth Holmes because I'm a person who like curtsies to police officers, is afraid of authority, never wants to get in trouble. Right. Once it got to the point where like I would actually take money and like ask for money, I just realized like I don't. I, I'm not a person who can handle that stress. I don't want yeah. the fiduciary responsibility. I yeah. don't. It's too stressful for me. And it's too scary. Like, I'm just a little yeah. bit more of a baby. Like, in it's that just way. hilarious. Like, literally, you have, like, an impressive slide deck, you know, with, like, some buzzwords. And then you're, like, telling people to think about their exit strategies. <laughs> 
no I totally was like I was giving job offers mm-hmm. like I was like mm-hmm. I was for I would say three months I thought I was going to like be on the cover of Inc like so I have to choose between Inc and Forbes like I can't be you know I don't want to be oversaturated yeah like yeah. I literally was psychotic Inc and, and Forbes wow anyway it's like not even Forbes 30 under 30 no this would be like cover of Forbes anyway of course it's just so funny because yeah, like I'm not a person who can lie and I'm not a person right. who can, like I can get definitely get deluded. But then when it comes to like actually taking people's money, uh, that was too scary to me. Even when I thought my idea would work and I was a hundred percent confident in it, let yeah. alone taking people's money based on a lie. That's where this chick is just like seriously mentally ill. I know. I know. I mean, and, and there's a very clear moment where they decide to, start lying like truly lying when was it till you make it for me that was when they when they decided to break apart the machine and steal the technology Mm. oh right right and then i think yeah i don't want to spoil anything yeah everyone needs to watch it yeah it's it's just it's so good and then i i do you also see like how it's really enticing and it's like, you know, she has sold this dream to her family. Her brother works for the company. Like everybody's lives get swept up in this vision. And it's you're right. like too big to fail. Literally. The most interesting part of it is just the way that so many people were fooled. And right. I think that like Elizabeth Holmes definitely is responsible. A hundred percent. She was an adult. Yeah. She made very bad decisions. Right. She lied. hundred percent. Sunny lied. But also... None of this would have happened if proper due diligence was done. However, one interesting thing I heard was that because all of her funders, there were like family offices, they weren't proper VC firms that would do actual due diligence. Mm-hmm, right. That's how she was able to kind of fly under the radar because she was never funded by, you know, people that were, I guess, more or, or funds that were more serious about their investments. It was always yeah. like individual donors, um, right. but she was able to to woo but man, it's just hilarious. I know. I know. It's so funny. I think it's like, it's, yeah, apart from the health impact on human lives, if we can just take that out of our minds for a second, it's one of the funniest things that's ever happened. Because you know what's also true about it is that literally it was like, there were people who knew it was fake who were just like chemists and right. were people that like understood biology. Well, you kind of start to think like, wait, how with all of that money... How could you not just figure it out? But like literally the technology was just not there. And like it just wasn't ever going to work. It's not because it is like a brilliant idea if it could work. Yeah, but it's it's like saying people flying is a brilliant idea. Well, I mean, it seems a little bit more concrete than that, you know, but the, the, the issue, one of the issues is like using that little of blood to do that big, that many tests. Yeah, no, I think that's literally the issue. And yeah. from everything I've read, it's like something that's like never going to be humanly possible. Really? Uh, never. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. It's like the problem with Elizabeth, Elizabeth Holmes is her dreams were trying to bend the laws of physics. Yeah. Like, and yeah. that is what people without the credentials didn't understand. Right. Right. Um, I actually saw a TikTok from a girl who was her executive assistant who was talking about the green juices. No way. Yeah. She was like, so I was Elizabeth Holmes executive assistant I actually was supposed to be like just doing more like higher level company stuff but then like her executive assistant quit so I had to take on her job and like she said that they had to they had to have fresh green juice waiting in the morning and then they were also supposed to uh, also supposed to go back at night to get another like round of juices that they were super fresh and she was like I never had time to go back to Whole Foods so I would just literally buy eight put them put the four in one fridge and the four hidden in another <laughs> and then like swirl it around that night and be like okay here's your fresh green juice that is so Which is funny. innovation that excites if I've ever heard it Oh my gosh. Um, that's hilarious. Everyone basically just needs to watch this show. Like yeah. Amanda Seyfried is so good. Her She's acting so good. is perfect. Yeah. She captures, I feel like she captures the complete awkwardness of Elizabeth, but also keeps her human and doesn't, mm-hmm. she's not a cartoon. It's right, very, right. very good. Well, which is why coming back to inventing Anna, unfortunately, Anna is too much of a cartoon. Mm-hmm. She's too, right. too she's too hard to understand. You don't really like can't get inside her brain at all. And I think it just makes the show kind of impossible to like really get invested in. 
wait, the best, the best is when, uh, I'm just thinking of Amanda Seyfried at the big meeting and she's like, does anyone here doubt me? Does anyone right. doubt me? Like, it's just, just like, to so this room good. Of like, ugh. and just so much of the Silicon Valley stuff is so real. Like the way she starts dressing and the vest and the, ugh, it's just, the, so the writing weird. is so good the writing mm-hmm. it's not just amanda it's naveen obviously we're bringing his hotness but then it's the writing is just so good like i think this is one of the best shows on television right now so everyone needs to watch it um anything else about this chandler no well moving on from the dropout which we highly recommend everyone tune into um i need to talk to you because a big news has hit the scene I know. Do you know what I'm about to say? I think so. I mean, it's a pretty big update. Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott have redacted the name oh. of what? This is not what I thought you were going to talk about. But yes, this is an even bigger update than what I thought you were going to talk about. Okay. Um. Well, Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott have redacted the name of their mm-hmm. son. Their son mm-hmm. is now no longer named Wolf. Yes. Chandler? Yes. What are your thoughts? Praise be. That's all I have to say. Because the name Wolf was, like I said last night, extreme. I I feel like that baby was like already kind of a D-bag. <laughs> yes. Like you give a kid, like an infant, the money of the Kardashians and the power, and then you name them Wolf, and they're the worst person in the world. They're, you actually make them completely hated from day one. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting. It, it's interesting, too, because it's like, I'm always curious about people who name their kids, like, overtly sexy names. Like, I know. Yes. Like, they want I, their kid to be hot immediately. Like, a yeah, hot infant. Like, the point of the kid is that the kid is going to one day be like a super hot person. That mm-hmm. to me is just well, strange. And and a kid named Wolf was like born in skinny jeans and like baby Jordans. Like it's just yeah. annoying as fuh. And just like grows up to be a club promoter or a rapper or like a Rob Kardashian, you know. Yes. Knock yes. off. Like right, which is right. probably what all their kids are destined and to be. Just, like Rob Kardashian 2.0s. Something I hate, okay, is when parents try to seem extremely cool with their baby names. Yes, I agree. Extremely rocker, extremely chic. It's just like, stop trying so hard. It's a name, you know, and it's like, you're just giving your kid a complex or something. I don't know. I hate it. Yes. Um, We need to tell... Really quick, we need to tell the story on the Patreon. Sorry, you guys, we cannot tell it here, but we need to tell the story on the Patreon about the time mom named uh, uh, someone who worked for a family's son. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to know yeah, exactly should, what I'm talking about. We should tell that story only on the Patreon. Um, yeah, only on but the Patreon. I think, let's, okay, let's move on. Let's talk about Bella Hadid. I am very interested in what you thought of this Vogue article. So she's on the cover of Vogue, mm-hmm. big article. The real big soundbite everyone's freaking out about is the fact that she copped to having a nose job, but then she's yep. had nothing else done. So where do we want to start, Chan, with this article? I think it's crazy for her to tell a bold-faced lie. And I don't – so like what I'm saying is that I don't know if it is a lie. Oh, it's it for sure does. a lie. It does feel like crazy for her to just come right out and say she's never had anything done. And if that's true, if it is for sure a lie, like you're saying, I 100% do not like believe in her. And I actually like actively dislike her now. Well, here's okay. It's she didn't say I had nothing else done. She just said, I had a nose job when I was 14. This is what she says. Mm -hmm. I had a nose job when I was 14. I wish I had kept the nose of my ancestors. I think I would have grown into it. Okay. Lots of thoughts on that too. Yeah, lots of thoughts on that. And then she says that people think that she's completely effed with her face because of a puffy picture of her when she was younger. And so she basically, that's what she implies. And then she says she has never had filler. Like she doesn't say I haven't had anything else done. She just says people think I've completely effed with my face because of a picture where I was but, puffy as a kid. Does that make I sense? Mean, like, she doesn't yes, bolster There's some semantics going it. on. Yeah. But also she says like I use face tape. She like quickly deflects to like, this is her solution is that she tapes her face. Yeah. I, it's tricky. It's really, it's, it's, it's really tricky. A tricky thing. And 
I okay, let's just talk about the ancestor nose comment. Okay. Yeah. Your ancestors are good. They don't need you to like sport a nose that you might you might actively <laughs> hate every day and might actually bring you down in a very real way. We don't need to be less hot for people that are dead. Dead. Yeah. They're dead. Okay. They're gone. They don't care. I also just like don't really believe in this concept of growing into your nose. Oh, I do. I fully believe in it. Because really? your nose grows to full like maturity by the t- by a year after puberty, but your face continues yeah. to grow. So that's actually true. Okay. Well, still, her ancestors are good. I also <laughs> think it's just like annoying to be like, I don't know. I just, now you're a supermodel, but you're like, oh, I let's, wish I had this nose. Like, it's just, I don't know. It turns me off. It Let's just call a spade a spade. This chick would not be as stunning right. as she is. Right. Or a supermodel and have the career that she does without the nose job. Right. Okay. And that's where she strains our credulity. It's like, come on, Bella. Pick right. a lane. Pick just, a lane. I, yep. Because I have another thought on Bella that mm-hmm. I want to talk about. I've never really watched an interview with her or watched mm-hmm. videos of her. I now did uh, while I was prepping for this pod. Yeah. I think Bella Hadid is potentially one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in video and in photos. Mm-hmm. But truly, mm-hmm. if you look at videos of her, I think she's more striking than Gigi. I think she's more striking than Kendall. Like, I mm-hmm. think that J- Bella Hadid is potentially one of the most stunning people I- alive. I think she also has like we a know gorgeous of. smile, like the way her gorgeous. face moves when she's ch- talking and laughing is very beautiful, 100%. It's utterly mesmerizing. Yeah. And so it's just like, you know what, Bella? Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. You got this beautiful life, this yes. amazing genetics, yes. and also amazing work done. Just enjoy it. Just don't enjoy it. about it and too. Don't, don't complain about it. And then like, it's just annoying for a very beautiful person to be like, I'm sure there are girls out there who are like considering a nose job or men, men, girls, boys, whatever. And it's just annoying to have a person who's literally like a supermodel be like, I just like wish I didn't get my nose job. You know what it is? It's like someone being like, you know, I really wish I'd had the experience of growing up, uh, you know, really poor because I think uh-huh. that would have been really uh-huh. valuable for me totally. to have my for my ancestors. Well, I just wish I had ex- like experienced deep suffering mm-hmm, or some mm-hmm. serious traumas. Not that, to say that it's I mean, equivalent, but it's like right, yeah. It's just like it's, it's just, weird. You can't have it both ways. You can't have yes. the crud of keeping your original face right. and then also the crud of wishing, like, yeah of wishing you had kept it but then right, also right. all the fruits of yeah. the Which, face that was created and i just don't think that she got all this work done when she was so young that she like you know that she, she just like blacked out you know or was like she was so influenced <laughs> by yolanda that she was just like wow i wish i could have my old face back i just i just i'm sure she got all this done when she was like a thinking mature adult woman her nose listen I think that her nose is not a perfect nose I think it's definitely she's had another nose job since that time you think she's um, had two? Oh, for sure but wow. here's the thing I do think that it's still an improvement and she's she's still better looking because of the new nose and the new nose is and <laughs> I, again it's just like don't complain about the right. you know one of the things that makes you super rich and super famous exactly yeah yeah um i just also, i just can't feel bad for her in this moment at all no, no. okay i have another thought for you though mm-hmm. because i think that i think that women and i only say this from personal experience resent bella hadid because i think that it's very like okay Gigi born like truly a very stunning Mm -hmm. but I think sometimes it's like because Bella basically a lot of her beauty was created Mm -hmm. um and it's the result of work that's been done um I think that on some level it's very easy to resent her because it's like it's like I wrote a check only if only yeah. I could just write a check, right. know the perfect surgeons, and yeah. be that stunning. Right. And so it's easy to like see her negatively, where you can just see Gigi or natural, like truly naturally stunning people, uh, po- na- uh, more positively. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah oh, no, I you think ever so. Felt any resentment of Bella? No, I haven't. Not as much as like Emily Ratajkowski or something. Whatever. Um, I don't think it's she's like 
up there with hers. Like, you know, ease, women easily hate her. Okay, here's one final thing I want to get out about Bella Hadid and just a question for you. Do you think that we should reframe our thoughts about Bella Hadid or do you think that it's possible that we should actually just look at Bella Hadid and see equality? Because what she really represents is a democratization of beauty. Like, yes, it requires yeah. money. Which you're going to have – like, if you want to get the work she's had done, um, you're going to sure. have to do – and. But I think there's something kind of amazing about beauty no longer being reserved for like the people who are just win the genetic lottery. Like I think yeah. it's really cool oh, that people can, and, can fix things that bug them. I don't walk around with a chip on my shoulder for Bella Hadid ever. Um, yeah. I think just the idea of her being like, I wish I had my old nose for my ancestors is just super freaking annoying to me. But yes, I think that's an excellent reframing and that would probably be very constructive. Yeah, I just, you know what I did find, although I will, um, I'll get back to relatable hate, which, you know, yeah. I think people prefer me to come from that side of my personality. Right. Um, so I did find it to be very eye-rolly where she said that maybe someday she'll become a glass blower or a criminal psychologist. This is, this is, <laughs> this is a quote. She said she'd like to run her own fashion magazine one day or maybe come, become a glass blower or a criminal psychologist. Like, glass blowers uh, like people to the freaking um sandpaper festival or sawdust festival. Like it's just like come on. Bella Hadid is not going to start just, like peddling her hippie handicrafts, her no. wares at like the local farmers markets right, right. in Pennsylvania outside the farm. Mm -hmm. Like that's just never going to happen. It's not going to happen. I one macro note about the Hadid sisters. I just like don't ride for them. I maybe a little bit for Gigi because she I just like I don't know. I ride for Yolanda. I don't ride for either Bella or Gigi. It's hard. Like, they're just not. Too. They don't speak to me personally. I think it's hard to ride. It's the reason I don't ride for Kylie Jenner. It's because when your entire aesthetic is like extremely severe and all about your sexiness it's just hard to ride for you. It's hard to, it's yeah. honestly just not super right. likable. It's yeah. not super relatable or likable. I mean, and that's the reason it's fun to ride for Gigi, but it's like, I don't even follow Bella. Cause I don't, just don't, yeah, same. it's not, it's, same. it's like not content. I want to consume. Yeah. I don't care yeah. about and always super sexy photos of you. The other thing is that like, I don't think that I think I don't like all of Bella Hadid's looks. A lot of them are just like very extreme. I mean like yeah. fashion looks like her styling. It's not like styling that, it for me is aspirational because it's like all of a lot of like 90s grunge mini green sunglasses and low rise jeans and I'm just like I'm probably never gonna wear this look and that's okay well I so I one of the interesting things about the article was that they talk about how she's very much like actually into fashion as opposed to a, a lot of supermodels uh -huh. who are who basically just do the highest paying gigs and yeah whatever but like Bella Hadid will work for small indie magazines to this mm. day and do jobs oh it sounds like someone didn't fully do her homework yeah um, I didn't fully read this article is she doing that for her <laughs> ancestors too or what? um she, like apparently she will r walk in shows that are fully like avant-garde interesting fashion but not like basically things that her agents would tell mm -hmm. her to totally yeah. skip yeah. And so I just think that's cool. I think she does actually have a serious passion for fashion. Passion for not, fashion. I did not mean for that to She's rhyme. got a passion. Here's your <laughs> hot take. We just titled the episode. Bella Hadid has a passion for fashion. Oh, that sounds like the most boring episode ever. So that's yeah. definitely not the title. Um, but I just think that's cool. And I, I mean, isn't it better than freaking just like Emirata style? Just like, yeah. I, I, I think it's cool. And I think it's cool that totally. she... Her, also, her hairstyles are like kind of interesting and in 90s mm -hmm. i don't know i ride for that side of her personality yeah i mean also the cover is such a beautiful photo yeah like i mean blue. she's just yeah i i encourage everyone to watch the 73 questions video mm. okay. it's just her face is I just love a 73 mesmerizing questions. i love yeah. a 73 questions yeah she's um, stunning lauren i i don't want to give anything away but we're gonna need to do a 73 questions with you pretty soon in some new digs yes so if people follow me on my personal account they will have seen this um because i posted that kagan and i are moving out of our current place we bought a place in puerto rico so 
I am very, very excited. I am very excited as well to know one more homeowner that I can uh, potentially <laughs> leech off of. Yes. Um, it's yeah, very so beautiful. I'm very excited to come visit. Oh, thanks. Well, I mean, the thing about it is that it fits three criteria. It fits the criteria that it's clean and updated inside. It's mm-hmm. not like popcorn ceilings and, you know, just disgusting 70s right. vibes, um, yeah. 70s and not a cute way. So it has that going for it. But then it's also right on the beach. Beach Kagan kite surfs at every weekend and our friends hang out on. So it's literally like perfect location. It's perfect. Modern. It's exactly what we need right now. And it was honestly like a true miracle to find it because virtually everything else in the price point we wanted to spend is was just like not workable or yeah, was just it was just Um, very hard. So how quickly did you find out about this like being listed and then did you put down an offer like how competitive was that process um the the so that's actually interesting it's a good question um so the market in puerto rico is extremely competitive because it's required of every single person who has the who has the tax exemptions to to buy a property Mm-hmm. So that is why it's such a nightmare to buy property in Puerto Rico right. and also to remodel it because you could buy something that's not great, but the remodeling process is extremely expensive and extremely unreliable. And Kagan yeah. and I do not have the bandwidth for that yeah. um, to babysit contractors for two years. That's not happening. So anyway, we put in the offer. Whoa. It was accepted three days later and they want to close on March 31st. Wow. That's crazy. I know. Pretty wild. Well, very so. exciting. Very, very exciting. I can't wait. Thanks. Thanks. It'll be weird. Um, we like, yeah, we like went and bought a washer dryer yesterday and a dishwasher. Anyway. Oh my gosh. Very adult things. Very Which adult. Are, that, it's actually surprising. You Appliances are not that expensive. Like that's actually kind of uh, very shocking, but like ni- a nice dishwasher and, and like this stuff is, I thought it would be a lot more expensive than it well, was. Well, so it's anyway. interesting to say that because I had the exact opposite thought about a week ago when my dishwasher was beeping uncontrollably and I was like tinkering around and I'm like what if I break this like what is this dishwasher like I looked it up and it was like a thousand dollars for my like tiny little apartment size mini dishwasher that's kind of dishwashers are like a thousand to two thousand and like washer dryers like a thousand each like it's not I don't know for some reason I just thought like like more the technology of drying clothes would be like five thousand the the wind harnessing the wind (laughs) (laughs) okay I'm an idiot um okay so yeah Lauren has no concept of money let's move right along yeah so I'm super excited it's gonna be great it's gonna be amazing thanks and honestly most excited about the dread of whatever place we were gonna have to buy like being over because here's the thing Kagan would send like in fits of basically I think uh just giving up of losing hope Kagan would send me things and be like let's just buy this like it's not that great but we're only gonna you know we'll travel six months out of the year and who cares and I'm just so happy we did not buy something that was well and Ugh, terrible you just tell yourself oh it'll just be for a little bit but like no once you move moving is the absolute worst and it's yeah. just, it, it takes so much and it's already like this year we were planning on being gone for all of june but already we're like basically going to cancel that trip like it's just not feasible if you're trying to work and build businesses to be traveling at the right. same time no well so. tell me about it tell me about it miss south yeah. africa for three and a half weeks yeah, honestly. Um, okay. Anything else? Patreon will be new this week. So that'll be out on Friday. It's going to be a really fun episode. We're going to tell a totally inappropriate story about our mom. Um, so hopefully Mom's gonna she doesn't listen teaser. to this episode. Oh, and, also. And yeah. I'm going to tease next week's episode. Um, we're having an incredible wedding planner. An esteemed veteran wedding planner who's been in the business for a very long time and she's going to do an all things wedding episode and we're going to talk about Lauren's wedding and we're going to ask you guys for some questions to kind of like pick her brain so very excited about that yes super super excited about it all right Chan love you love you bye bye that's all for now folks 
Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at popapologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Do you ever worry about running out of interesting things to say to friends when you actually get to see them? Then we've got the perfect podcast for you. I'm Eve Yohalem, and each week on Book Dreams, my co-host Julie Sternberg and I use books to explore fascinating questions, like what happened when a Harvard professor staked her reputation on an alleged gospel of Jesus' wife that turned out to be fake? And how did debut author Tom Lynn save the American Western by blowing it to bits? Are pigeons rats with wings or wonder birds? And what's the who, what, when, where, how, and especially why of books bound in human skin? Recent and upcoming Book Dreams highlights include conversations with Booker Prize-winning author Marlon James, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Catherine Schultz, and Merlin scholar Dr. Laura Campbell. You can listen to Book Dreams wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. I'm Emily Beerley, and I'm Jennifer Chaikin, and we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of The Therapy Group, and hosts of The Shrink Chicks Podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout, making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how and work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you, because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. Hey.